1: What is up? Welcome in to Mizzou That's Who here on the Kansas City Sports Network, your podcast for Missouri athletics here on KCSN. I'm always joined by Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson. We got a very special guest today. We're talking Mizzou hoops with Charlton CY. Coach, how are you doing? How are you doing today? How are you doing this year? I'm so excited to get to talk to you and talk uh, talk some hoops with you.
2: Uh, Doing great. Uh, It's basketball season and uh, (laughs) we're gearing up
3: and ready to go. So, see why you guys got the job here it was, I, I think, late March. I think a couple weeks later, uh, you know, Coach Gates hired you. I'm just curious now, you're three weeks from the start of the season. I mean, has it been kind of a whirlwind? Is this kind of now, okay, we're we're settled in, and this is just another basketball season for you? What's, what's it been like?
2: No, it's, it's, it's definitely been different. It's been special. Uh, uh, April is when I came on board. I guess Dennis got the job late March and – I was hired maybe the first week of April Um, from the second we did the press conference in April uh, to now it's all been a blur. Like it it hadn't it hadn't stopped (laughs) since getting on the the jet to to come to uh, Missouri uh, with my wife. So um, it's always exciting uh, rebuilding a new program. I've been doing it 28 years. So I've had that experience of doing it a few times. Uh, I remember uh, back in 1994, when I came in with Auburn to help rebuild and then going to Georgia tech with Paul Hewitt to rebuild and then going as a head coach to Georgia Southern to rebuild because <laughs> 95% of the time uh, when you get a new job, right. you're having to, to start over and rebuild. And then so, uh, coming here to Missouri, uh, and having to, uh, to rebuild. Um, uh, I've had some experience doing it, so I know how exciting it is, but also how hard it is. And, um, you got to lay the foundation in every facet of the program, uh, in terms of your culture, uh, in terms of how you teach, uh, your system, um, Engaging uh, the past players, which Dennis has been phenomenal with in the tradition of the program. Uh, but probably the most important of all of that is, is recruiting. And uh, so we, we've tried to uh, put that on steroids, so to speak, <laughs> from walking in the door. And uh, I think we've done that. I, I see uh, some people on social media uh, kind of jabbing at us saying oh they got a 50 million offers out well i think that's a good thing (laughs) and tell them see why i said there's gonna be some more offers (laughs) (laughs) tell them i said that personally there you go
1: (laughs) i'll
4: be sure to tell them i'm kind of our voice of twitter a little bit um i'm in the 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 group chats and things like that so you've gotten the you've gotten the blood pumping i will tell you that there are fans excited that you guys are here
2: well all jokes aside um missouri is a national brand and missouri should be an elite basketball program and in order for that to happen you have to recruit at an elite level um your plays and everything work better when you got pros
3: it's <laughs> funny how that works isn't it yeah yeah
2: <laughs> when, when i was at florida state helping to build the new bloods uh when I brought in Dwayne Bacon, Terrence Maham, Malik Beasley, uh, our plays worked a lot better. <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> my experience. So tell the guys on social media complaining about all the offers we have out in 25, 24, we're starting early. We're planting our roots early. And we're going after the best in the country aggressively. I love everybody. I ain't mad at nobody. <laughs> I ain't trying to fight. They can crack jokes <laughs> on me on Twitter all they want, <laughs> but I'm going to sign some pros. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to talk about that uh, too,
1: see. Why you, you're in a phenomenal recruiter, and and you've you've landed some pros from everywhere. What's kind of uh, without you know divulging too much? Obviously, what's that secret sauce uh, for
2: the recruiting? What makes what makes that kind of go for you? Well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. To do it at this level, at the high major level, it takes a phenomenal team and unit uh when i was an assistant at the lower to mid-major levels i could kind of terrorize the lead by myself you know what (laughs) i mean uh just with relationships and thinking outside the box uh at georgia tech we had paul hewitt and a phenomenal staff uh and i was a part of that and i and i obviously i took the point on a lot of things uh but Paul Hewitt was a phenomenal recruiter and, and thought outside the box. The assistants, John O'Connor, uh, Peter Zaharis and, and Willie Reese, we were a championship team. So we came up with Derek Favors and we came up with Thaddeus Young and Iman Shumpert and Javaris Crittman. And you know, it was, it was we 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 were a championship team. And then going to Florida State, it was the same. Uh, same deal uh, you know we we created the new bloods and uh, they're still rolling operating at a high level but uh, uh Jaylen Hamilton was a phenomenal recruiter uh, Stan Jones Steve Smith Dennis Gates and myself we were a a championship unit and uh we were able to turn out Jonathan Isaac and Scotty Barnes and and Dwayne Bacon and Terrence Mann and Malik Beasley. So uh, coming here to Missouri, uh, I've been the point guard on a lot of things, but we have a championship team uh, constructed. Uh, A lot of these guys that are here with Dennis and I, uh, they were at Florida State with us. They were younger. They were babies. So they saw the ground steps and uh, how it was built. So, you know, Coach Kyle Smith-Peters, Coach Dickie nutt Gates, myself, uh, and our support staff is really, really good here. I think they're guys that are going to be future uh, big time assistant coach and recruiters themselves. Uh, you know, Chase Goldstein and Matt Klein and Ryan Sharball. These guys are in training, but they're really, really good. And so I, there's no, no way Dennis can do it by himself. Uh, there's no way I could do it by myself uh, to recruit at the high major level uh the the guys we have now are really really good really creative they come to me sometimes when i have visits coming in and they come with these ideas and i'm like you guys are crazy and (laughs) i love it (laughs) let's let's think outside of the box let's be aggressive um let's build relationships in a organic and very authentic way and uh, so far, we got the 13th-rated recruiting class in the country. Um, we were number one in the country in transfer portal recruiting. And uh, we're building ahead of steam uh, where we, we, we're not going to back down uh, from anybody. Uh, blue blood or not, we, we're, we feel like we should be at, at the table. And uh, I think it's, it's working so far.
3: And for for everybody listening, uh, you know, we we understand that Coach Gates is out on the recruiting trail today. They can't tell us where or anything. We just know he's he's out looking for guys, and uh, and it is a three hundred and sixty five days a year job. And and see why. Well, Obviously, the recruiting is is probably the biggest piece for any program. But you know, Dennis goes to Cleveland State, and look, he's not getting top one hundred guys there, and and he built that thing up with with the guys he was able to get. And I know it's it's been a big part of of what you've said since taking this job that. Hey, you know, guys, don't just—you can't just be a recruiter. I mean, there there's a lot more that goes into this once you get them on campus, and and I know it's been important to you uh, to talk about because, hey, for guys that are CY Young from 20 years ago to get that opportunity to run programs like Dennis is getting now, just can you talk about that piece a little bit? Just hey. Getting them to campus is one piece, but but we see recruiting classes all over the country that flame out because it doesn't work.
2: That that is a phenomenal point, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think uh, Dennis and I, when we were at Florida State together, we took a tremendous amount of pride in development, and uh, we're both disciples of Jalen Hamilton. Uh, he's our mentor. Uh, You know, when he calls, we both get nervous. You answer it, you answer it, you answer it. You know what I mean? Like, he's our stepdad. and uh, But he he is one of the best in the history of college basketball in terms of developing players and building and developing a program. And I say that, uh, you know, I've been doing it 28 years. I've seen the best of the best. Uh, The guys that were becoming lottery picks at Florida State, even before we got there, uh, you know, Al Thornton, and Tony Douglas, these guys were not five-star players. They were ranked like 300. You know, uh, when Dennis and I were there, we had Devin Vassell who wound up being the 11th pick in the draft. Uh, He was a two-star player. I beat Presbyterian in North Florida for him. Uh, So when you bring kids on campus and you recruit at a high level, there's still a program that has to be in place. There's still development. You got to understand development And and not just physical, but heart, mind, body, and spirit. And uh, I think uh, Dennis has been uh, trained to understand the entire gamut. Uh, Just like myself, we come out of the same program with Jalen Hamilton uh, as our mentor. And uh, just from being here from the summer to now, watching the kids that have come that are in the program. How their bodies have improved, the pace that they play, their commitment to watching film, the way they study the game. Uh, I think uh, we're developing at a rapid pace, the same way we did uh, when, when Dennis and I were at Florida State, and when we were at Florida State, nobody thought we could flip the ACC. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to you got to realize who we were dealing with, All right? Yeah. No, they thought we were crazy. Like you can't flip Duke Carolina and Virginia, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, Roy
0: Williams,
2: come on, <laughs> you know, but we did. And, uh, we have the same approach here. Um, it's going to take some time and, and, you know, we want to uh, not skip steps. We want to do it one step at a time, brick by brick, so it could sustain itself, um, I'm not saying we're going to be a flash in the pan. We show up and everything, uh, national championships, chips start falling out of the sky. It's going to take some time. But the development piece of it, teaching, uh, recruiting, not just talent, but high character gym rats. I think the character is so important. And I'm, I'm really proud of the product we're putting together right now just because the character of the kids that we have uh, really special, you know. You, you know, as a college basketball coach, sometimes you got to keep in mind that you don't coach the
3: Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. So uh, them,
3: I, I mean, if you can get a couple of those guys, if you can get Giannis some yeah, eligibility, yeah. it wouldn't be a terrible idea. But
2: but but, but I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. I thought maybe the biggest mistake we made, and I learned this through experience. Twenty eight years of doing this, I'm pre internet now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from the 1900s, so I can I can call out some stuff, and y'all be like, what is he talking about? You know what I mean? But I, I know. Uh, at Georgia Tech, we might have signed too many one-and-dones. I think you need continuity in your program. I think the most valuable pro is a Terrence Mann or a Trent Forrest that are three four-year guys. Now, every now and then you got to sign a one and done so it's sexy. You know, everybody's excited, (laughs) you know. But really, the most value is on three, four-year guys. And to be honest, I would take a great college player, four-year guy, before I signed a a one and done pro, unless the one and done was a high-character guy. Now, some of these one and done guys, they're from great families. They get it. You know what I mean? Like, Scotty Barnes, like, he was he was phenomenal. Jonathan Isaac, he was phenomenal. He, he didn't have a lack of humility. Like, they went to class until the last day they declared for the draft. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, – I don't want to call no name, but Benson – I wasn't like a Benson. You know what, I mean? like, what It wasn't that type of situation where the guy shows up and he was like, hey, I'm not here to go to school. I'm here to right, play right. ball. Like, you can't take those type guys. But – if you look at the history of the NCAA tournament, uh, you look at like uh, Luke Hancock, he was the MVP of the NCAA tournament. He's a four year guy, wasn't a pro, great college player. Miles Simon, never was an NBA guy, MVP of the NCAA tournament, great college player. Donald Williams, North Carolina, never played in the NBA, great college players. So I think you got to find that if, you know, At the end of the day, I coach in college. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think you got to keep that in mind as you build. You know, I look at my board every day. I turn my camera because I didn't want you all to see my secret (laughs) board over there. Hey, if you walk away and just flip that camera over, it wouldn't be the worst thing. (laughs) But I sit in my office every day and I look at this board like a GM of 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 an NBA organization on how here are the pieces that we need. Okay, in twenty in a class of twenty three, I want this. I need that. In class of twenty four, I want this. and want that. And in the class of twenty five, you know, now that's it. I need a blockbuster class. You know what I mean? I need a platinum album. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got a couple years to, to 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 plant my seeds and my harvest can crop, and I can go get, you know, Godzilla. You know what I mean? And. Um, so that's that's the approach we kind of take, but you know, great college players
4: mm-hmm.
2: are really key to building college programs. You know, you learn that in Sesame Street. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, that's from the nineteen hundreds. See, she probably right. never saw Sesame Street. You yeah. only know.
3: Well, I'm older. I'm older well, than he is. I, I, <laughs> I just. I just want to say before Maggie's next question, we all might need to take a breath. We're a little disheartened to find out Ben Simmons did not go to LSU for the classes. I, I, I think this is stunning to all of us, but, but if you're recovered, Maggie, go
4: ahead. Well, I was just, just going to mention I'm a Mizzou grad. I, um, I'm actually older than you probably think. Um, I was there during the uh, uh, coach Mike Anderson years. He got us to the elite day and all of that. It was great. Um, okay. And most of our guys were third year. Like we, we built our team based on experience. Yes. So, I mean, so that's, and that's just kind of the program Mizzou, the Mizzou that I'm used to is that, you know, we've never been a one and done type of school. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I think Michael Porter was the first one and we saw him play for, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many minutes total, but it wasn't
3: 63. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah, I, I it wasn't, yeah.
4: it wasn't very much, but I kind of wanted to ask you what um, you guys have been so successful. Uh, And your other programs you've been to, what kind of uh, drew you, made you want to um, follow Gates to Mizzou?
2: Well, first of all, obviously Gates is like a baby brother to me. Um, uh, He's—I can't call him baby brother anymore because he's all grown up. But (laughs) sometimes I watch him, and I'm amazed at his development. And and I always knew he would be what he's turned out to be. Um, I started recruiting Dennis Gates in 1998. Uh, I was an assistant at Northeastern University in Boston, and uh, I got a tip. They said, "Hey, it's a diamond in the rough in Chicago. You maybe can get him." High academic kid because I was at Northeastern, and they call him the sheriff, and he's the backbone of the team. So, you know, I go down there and start recruiting him, and sure enough, he, he was he was the guy. Like he was he was special. You know what I mean? So, um, I think. Uh, that relationship, one. And number two, I'm a basketball uh, junkie and historian. So I understand the tradition of Mizzou basketball. Like most people say they do, but I'm one of these guys that really uh, just – I used to watch Mizzou and Norm Stewart on TV in Miami on cable in the big Eight. You know, I saw the Sun Bowls. I saw Derrick Chivas. You know, I was in the – you know, me and a couple guys used to wear Band-Aids under our eye in practice in, like, 87. I was a sophomore, like, you know, Lee Coward and Anthony Peeler and Doug Smith. You know, I used to watch those guys on TV. And uh, I've been looking for this. Uh, I got an article when I won the state championship in high school saying my dream school was Missouri. I've been looking for it all (laughs) over my basement to 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 really uh put that on the Missouri fans so they don't think I'm a fraud. But I, I've been a I've been a fan of Mizzou basketball for so long. And and so when Dennis called me and said, hey man, I think I'm getting a Mizzou job and I need you. I'm like you can't be serious. Like I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm in. So just the tradition of it uh just watching them in the ncaa tournament i mean think about it north stewart went to the ncaa tournament every year like christmas Mm -hmm. like missouri was was always i'm i graduated high school in 1989 i graduated college in 83. so now think about his tenure 89 and 93 85 was my freshman year in high school um so I, i watched all those teams and I know what Missouri is supposed to be, and, and I'm honored to, to have a part in trying to put Missouri in its rightful place in college basketball. And um, it's only right that North Stewart and the Missouri Tigers are an elite basketball program.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about that, kind of building this roster, too. For this year, you had three returners. How tough was that trying to build out this roster with now the new NBA draft rules where they get a longer period to wait? You got the transfer portal. How tough was that for this year's team?
2: Very difficult. Uh, The transfer portal is a is a lifesaver. The transfer portal has really changed college basketball because not only can you get a quality player, but you can get an experienced player. Uh, Now, you got to decipher through the character and make sure you're not recruiting somebody else's problems. That's the difficult part of it. Um, But we really, really hit it. I mean, the guys that we got, uh, Drake Olston from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, Noah Carter from Northern Iowa, Nick Honor from Clemson, um, uh, Isaiah Mosley from Missouri State. Like These guys are high-performing winners, high-character guys. The, The guys that we brought from Cleveland State who already know this culture uh Trey Gamillion, Des Moy Hodge, Mabor, these guys are phenomenal. Like they're they're phenomenal. And if you come watch our practice, uh, I'm not saying that we're overly talented, but we're overly cultured. And that's huge mm-hmm. in winning basketball games in college basketball. And we're we're older, we're much, we're mature. Um, you got guys that want to be something in life, you know. What I mean, championship people win championships, and the, I just it was very uh tough for me to leave Florida State because I've been there 10 years and I was such a part of that program and so wrapped in the DNA and the fabric of that program. Uh, but to come here and to build relationships with these guys who need me as much as the guys at Florida State needed me, and and love and appreciate me as much as the the guys at Florida State loved and appreciated me. Like it's been a – I feel like I hit the lottery. You know what I mean? I just love coming to work and hanging out with with Sean East. Sean East is a beast, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, and he's an experienced guy. He's had some, some adversity in his career, right? He went to UMass and Bradley, didn't work. He goes to junior college, becomes the juice. And now he comes to Missouri, he's finally gotten to the level he wants. So he's different. Like his focus is different because he's been through some stuff. And uh, he and I go to first watch. Sometimes I have breakfast and we just talk about life. You know, it's just it's so refreshing. And, and at the end of the day, as, as a college basketball coach, people don't understand this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to win games, right? I want to win championships. I want NCAA tournaments. You know, I want to develop pros, but the thing I enjoy the most is, is, is preparing young men for life after basketball. That's what you enjoy the most. That's, you know, these guys when they they get married and they have kids and they're calling you laughing about, uh, man, coach, all that crazy stuff. You told me in the locker room, I get it now. That's the beauty of college basketball. And, uh, We got some guys that on the fringe of going into the real world and want to be professional basketball players, but to choose a profession. And it's just it's just a joy to work with them uh, every day. So uh, I really feel like I hit the lottery uh, coming to Mizzou.
3: We are uh, three weeks from today, season opener. And, uh, you know, I know what everybody watching this, everybody watching this is saying, okay, ask him how many games we're going to win. Ask him if we're (laughs) going back to the tournament. But I I mean, we joked with Dennis the day he got the job. Hey man, this should be easy for him. He's had seven months. He had three weeks at Cleveland state, you know, to get it going. (laughs) But I'm curious, you inherit, obviously the, the Wichita state games already on the schedule. The Illinois game happens every year. The KU series is agreed to, but, I I'm curious about the process of putting together this schedule for this your first team, because just from the outside, looking at this, there are some games that like, Hey, there's an opportunity here to get off to a pretty good start. Um, Hopefully if, if you are what you think you are and just, Hey, sometimes getting getting that number in the W column up early in the season and getting these guys some confidence is a big deal. So I, I'm curious how much you guys, how much the staff had to do with putting together this schedule and what the idea was going in. Well, I'm not excited about the schedule. The schedule is <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yeah.
2: The schedule is brutal. Uh, I wish we would have had a little bit more control coming mm-hmm. in on, on the first year uh, as a head coach and CEO. Uh, what I learned is the first year, if you take over a bad program, you need to play a destitute schedule. <laughs> and, then, and then if you if you take over a a, a uh, okay program, you need to take a play a destitute schedule. And if you take over a good program, you need to play a bad schedule. Uh, we're playing a great schedule coming in the door, which which concerns me because you're right. Uh, it could go either way. You can look at these games as a phenomenal opportunity, which they are. Uh, But sometimes teams, they jump up to the high major level and they get punched in the mouth and they lose their confidence. So, you know, I'm not brave enough to make a prediction on how many games we're going to win because I've I've looked at the schedule. And, uh, again, we talked about the transfer portal. A lot of these guys are coming from mid-major leagues. And it's going to be a learning curve. It's going to be – we're playing in the SEC. That's the NBA South. Uh, a lot of these guys, they played in the Horizon. They played in this league. Now, we have Nick Honor, who was a godsend, high-level point guard, big-time player. You know, he's he's hit game winners. You know, he's closed out games versus North Carolina Duke. And he beat Florida State twice. Uh, that's why when I came here, I said this dude's coming with me. <laughs> like he's. Hey, have you ever seen the movie Braveheart?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Now,
2: that's Nick Honor, William Wallace. <laughs> okay. He he's this little dude that just just mean, tough, smart, born to play point, and. He was like, no, don't drive in there. You're too little. Like, oh, he made it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, really, he's really, really good. And he's had high major experience, and he's been able to help these other guys, kind of try to prepare them how the game is played at that level. Uh, because playing that game in the SEC is really a different level and brand of basketball in some of these other leagues, not as just the length, the athleticism, the speed, there's not as much room on the court. Uh, The basket closes up quick in terms of rim protection. Um, It's going to take some time for us to get used to that. But with that being said, we are coming into the league uh, maybe at the right time because you got the top four, right? You got Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas. They they, they, they got superheroes, right? <laughs> like these guys are visiting from Earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you watch the film Wild and stars. you say, like, these guys jump very, very high, right? <laughs> and then the next tier, you got Texas A&M and Alabama, who are really, really good at phenomenal cultures. But after that, it's all new cultures, mm-hmm. all new systems. So, we, we, we got a chance if we can wither some of the storms that we got to face. You know, you got South Carolina, new. Florida, new. LSU, new. Georgia, new. Uh, who else? Us. Mississippi State, yeah. Mississippi State, new. And then you got Old Mess, who's been kind of fighting for their lives the last couple of years. Talented, though. Talented. Mm-hmm. But, with that many new people in, you know, that's what gives you a chance. Okay, now we, mm-hmm. maybe we can, you know, if you upset somebody at home and if we can start off well in a non-conference and, and get we what we need. I'm going to tell you what we need. We need the fans. Yeah. We need to make Mizzou like a difficult place to play at home. Mm-hmm. Like – and and, and and listen, don't wait till the Kansas game. To come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you you, you go, know that
3: one. Yeah. Like that one. Like, yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. But, but come to all of them and create that atmosphere so that our kids will be used to playing in a hostile environment and we can get that, you know what I mean, we can get that swagger and we can get that train behind us where we know, okay, I don't care who we play at home. The Mizzou faithful—they're gonna be here. And now we—human nature is a beast. Everybody says it shouldn't matter, but I don't care what you say. A pack house gives you a jolt of energy that's different. It's just human nature. You know what I mean? You could say, "Well, no, it shouldn't motivate you." That's that's bull. <laughs> yes. You 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 go somewhere, and it's fifteen thousand, and they're screaming for you. You, we can't lose. Like we're not gonna let the, we we can't let these fans down. We can't lose, and it's a team effort. That's how, I mean, to be honest, Dennis and I experienced it at Florida State. That's what happened. You know, we wound up winning like 29 straight ACC games at home. You know, 85 and four at home. The place started selling out, and now all of a sudden, Duke, Louisville, North Carolina came into our place, and they were scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Illinois and Kansas, they only human now. <laughs> they come here and the place is sold out, 15,000 going crazy. They they get, they get a little nervous too now. So <laughs> yeah. I think we just really need the fans to come out and make a little noise and believe in us, and not just for the Kansas game or the Illinois game, <laughs> but, but but all of them. That's, if we mm-hmm. say we want Mizzou basketball to be back on top, then let's all do it together. It's the state's program, right? There's no other high major school in the state of Missouri. And there's not an NBA organization in the state of Missouri. So the U- University of Missouri basketball, when people come to play us, they should really feel like we got to play University of Missouri tonight and we playing against the whole state. The whole state at <laughs> the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's what they should be saying. You agree or disagree? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I absolutely. absolutely agree. Agree. Anytime they come to University of Missouri, they should feel like we played against the whole the whole state of Missouri was at the game. I,
3: I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but those atmospheres tended somehow it seems to influence the calls a little bit along the way
5: too. <laughs> mm-hmm. No,
3: no doubt about it. I, I don't want to say I've seen some games in Allen Field House where the refs were intimidated,
2: but, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I, all, all the ref gets intimidated or the ref gets emotional, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the ref wants the crowd behind him, too. He makes the whole. (laughs) Hey, hey, you ever seen the ref? He's jumping up, making a block call. He's going, (laughs) like, what is he doing? (laughs) He's feeling the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's feeling the energy. It's human nature. Human Mm -hmm. nature is a beast. So, I'm I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping our fans hear this and they want to come out and 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 help build University of Missouri basketball again. Help get us back to that elite level where you know we're a constant in the NCAA tournament and we're national championship contender. Cause that's I came here because there's no doubt in my mind that we could do it. We, Dennis and I, we we Dennis and I we, we were involved with building it at Florida State. If you can do it at Florida State, uh, there's no question you can do it at the University of Missouri.
4: I guess I don't even need to ask you um, if you've been taught about the important rivalries and obviously you know basketball, so you know UKU is massive. Massive. Um, But we're, but you know, we just started playing um Kansas again. We play Illinois every year in St. Louis, which is where I'm located, um okay. which is great. It's super exciting I love to go to those games. But oh, last year losing to Kansas by 40 was I think um dev- devastating. So, uh, I'm glad you know and you're you're well aware of the hatred or I mean no yeah. level between the programs for sure.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Um uh, from the day I was announced, um uh, I've, I've at the grocery store, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my neighborhood, uh, wherever I go since moving. Let me see. I took the job in April. I officially moved uh, to Columbia like August the 5th. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the family on the left side of me and the family across the street, they both came over and they brought stuff. You know, when we moved in the house, and they were like, Coach, we're going to beat Kansas? I was like, (laughs) what's your name again? How you doing? (laughs) At least get your name before you uh, put me under all this pressure. (laughs) Yeah, so I I definitely understand that that we have to beat Kansas. Um, Definitely understand that we have to beat Illinois. Uh, But I I just think, uh, gosh, I just – I just want to get back to the NCAA tournament so bad. It's nothing yeah. like that NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm spoiled at Florida State. You know, I went to three straight, sweet 16s and an elite eight, the ACC regular season title. Like, I was got used to going every year. It wasn't whether, it wasn't, are we going? It was, you know, can we get a two seed? Can we get a one seed? You know. Uh that, that became our conversation. So I'm spoiled too. I'm I'm just like the Mizzou fans, you know. I'm gonna ask our players, hey, can we beat Kansas? Can y'all <laughs> take
3: uh, <laughs> I'm like, yo, hey, hey,
2: can you please beat Illinois? Appreciate <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> hey, it. Yeah, see why
3: you won't pay for any groceries for a year if that happens. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I'll let uh Hey, one last thing for me. I'll let Tucker finish this out uh, after that. But you mentioned that NCAA tournament. I ju- It just occurred to me, the last NCAA tournament game I attended was 2017, and this man was on the other bench. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, that was about 25 minutes of the most unbelievable basketball I think I've ever seen out of that Florida State. That was just like, hang on, this is not an eight seed. Something, yeah. something weird. And then there was about a seven, eight-minute stretch where you thought, hey, maybe – Oh no! Wait, this is not going to be a good game. <laughs> this is a game over, you know, but th- yeah, yeah that was the last really- NCAA tournament game I've been at Nashville, Tennessee. Right? That's correct. Yeah, Nashville, yeah, because Tennessee. it was happening at the same time. None of us saw Virginia lose to uh, to B-N-D-C. whatever the the 16th seed that beat them because that game was going on while you guys were were running Missouri out of Bridgestone Arena. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and, and to Missouri's defense, and and to Conzo Martin's defense, that team was really really good. And they were beat up with injuries, like mm-hmm. you know, Michael Porter had a back. Jordan uh,
3: Barnett didn't play. Yeah, like
2: that that team was 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 beat up. Uh, I, I think if Kevin Porter is health healthy and 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 Barnett plays, you know, we're in for a real real dog fight. So we kind of got lucky uh, on that one, to, to be honest, because Michael Porter Junior. and his yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 waiting for two more of those to come out of Columbia. Still, <laughs> oh, still. Oh, Mercy. I remember uh, sitting on that bench looking at Michael Porter Jr. and he, you know, he shot one like right in front of our bench, and uh, I was like, he's. I was like, ooh, he's so tall. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I was like, isn't he tall? His jump shot is like <laughs> seven, eight. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like he was like yeah. breathtaking. You know what I mean? But yeah. those guys make your plays work better now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh, recruit, recruit, recruit. Because he's he was a special, special talent, boy. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Yeah. and his brother. Yeah. His brother was yes. Brother too, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm praying every night that two more of those come on in <laughs> Columbia because uh, yeah. we need them. But there's, you know what? There's some. I can't talk about names, but there's some. There's some local talent that I'm, I'm impressed with. Uh, there's a yeah. couple guys from around here that
3: uh, I, I can talk favorite. about names. One of them plays point guard at Tolton High School, but he, he didn't say that. He didn't no, say. That. He didn't no, say. No, say that. no English. Yeah, no <laughs> right it's, yeah, we've
4: we've missed out on so much Missouri talent throughout the years. I mean, you think of um, Hansborough, Otto Porter, all those players. Yeah. So just to see any of those Missouri players land, um, I mean, Jason Tatum. it's just the list just goes on Brad and Beal. on. A uh, Bradley Beal, yeah. You know, if we if, if we can just get you know a few of those, give us a little bit of hope. Can
2: you imagine? Can you imagine Missouri if they got Bradley Beal and Tatum?
1: No, I couldn't honestly. V-R- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we,
2: we cannot. <laughs> well, we're we're fighting to change that. Trust me. So love it. Tell the twelve Twitter guys and then stop making fun of us because we're recruiting so hard. <laughs> like, I'm promise. so confused by that too. I'm I'm like, Why aren't we supposed e? to be recruiting hard? Yeah. Like, not it's, that I care. It's gonna change it's my approach, but I'm just right. I was just bewildered. Right. I was like, yeah, these guys are getting. Cracking on me because I'm doing my job. Huh?
1: <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs>
2: but but um man, Michael Porter Jr. Oof. Boy, he, I can't stop thinking about him right in front of our bed shooting. My <laughs>
3: Man, this had all gone so well. Now all the Missouri fans are like, God, I'm yeah. depressed, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah.
4: I just think about him going out against the Iowa State game, and I'm like, man, oh. I was like, we're done
2: yeah. so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. coach, we appreciate we appreciate your time. Uh taking taking some time with us and and talking uh, some hoops. I know we're excited for Missouri basketball. Still got a few weeks left in, in the college football season, but man, as Gabe, as you mentioned, right around the corner, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, until we get to see some action, see this team in action that I'm super excited uh, to see. So, Coach, once again,
2: thank you so much for your time. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, anytime, anytime.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, thanks to Coach C.Y. Young for joining us on today's podcast. Incredible conversation. Made me incredibly optimistic about uh, Missouri basketball, the outlook of the program, not just this year, but in in years to come. Um, loved what I heard uh, from C.Y. And we got a pelvic thrust out of the deal. So if, you <laughs> di- if you're not watching this uh, on YouTube, if you're just listening to the audio version, you need to go to the YouTube scrub to the point where he's talking about referees. Watch the pelvic thrust incredible content incredible uh <laughs> incredible everything uh from CUI man the dude's just electric uh love to hear him talk
3: basketball yeah well and it's just so like he was joking about you know the the because I've made a couple of twitter comments about like yo this is the 912th offer but it's just so different from what missouri fans have been used to the last few years not only i'm not saying konsul martin didn't recruit or kim anderson didn't recruit it was just Look, as somebody who is paid to follow this stuff, there was this shroud of secrecy around this program in the last few years, and that doesn't seem to be there. I mean, Gates and and CY every even Dickie Nutt, I've done interviews with him. I mean, there there is so much personality and energy around this thing, and hey, there comes a point that's going to have to translate into wins, obviously. But there's a there's a reason people are excited; like they're finally starting to see a little bit about this program that we just haven't had access to see the last few years because just the personality of the coaches have been different.
4: Yeah. And I mean, kind of, I feel like we allude to this a little bit, but the fans are always talking on Twitter. You you can't, you can't get past that no matter what happens, but I think the excitement is definitely there and people are excited to hopefully go to games. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's easier for me to get to games on weekends as opposed to Tuesday nights, but there's no reason those arenas can't be filled up on Tuesday nights in a city the size of Columbia. So get to games like coach said.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to be a big problem as a fan support, or not necessarily a problem, but a a big factor in the success of this program is going to be fan support getting, uh, getting, uh, getting fans out there influencing games like uh coach was talking about. And that's when he gave us public thrust. So I think that means you have to legally, you are required to go to games. Now uh, the first game, Gabe, as you mentioned, November 7th against Southern Indiana. It's at, it's in Mizzou. It's at a uh, Mizzou arena. Um, go out, go get your tickets for that game. It's also on the ESP. It looks like it's on sec network plus. So if you do have that, you can watch that game as well. This is the first chance we'll get to see uh, the team at Dennis Gates and company have assembled, Looking at this roster, man, they've got a lot of a lot of older guys, and I think that that's 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 a good thing almost for this team. Uh, they've only returned three players, um, but I think this roster, the way it's been made up, is is is
3: exciting because of the talent that they have. Yeah, and and I don't look they're gonna be faster they're gonna be more athletic and more fun to watch i think than the last few teams i don't know if they'll be better or worse who knows right right? we don't know anything about there's two guys who have played more than like four minutes a game at this at this level so we have no idea but you can start to see with some of the guys they've brought in deandre golston sean east some of the guys they're recruiting like I remember you would watch, I walked into that arena in 2017 in Nashville and you just looked at that Florida State team and you go, oh my God, they're all like somewhere between 6'5 and 6'11. They're freak show athletes. Like they look like they could play football. That's what a Dennis Gates, that's what a Leonard Hamilton team is. That That's what it looks like when they get the guys here that they want to get here.
4: I would love to see that here. I mean, in a a couple of years ago, you know, we had, um, we had, you know, all the Smiths and they, they played pretty well, but they were just undersized. I mean, in every game they went into, they were Mm out-athleted, I guess is the way to look at it. They were, I'd love to see guys that are like you just described game. Yeah.
3: And, and I think, I think that's the one question about this team this year is like, I think they are undersized. I mean, my projected starting five, Kobe Brown's still the biggest guy in it. You know, and so, look, they've got Aiden Shaw, but he's a freshman. They've got Muhammad Diara, who's 6'10", but he's coming from Juco, and it might take a minute. So I don't think the team you see against Southern Utah is the team hopefully you're going to see against Arkansas or against, you know, kind of later Georgia in the season. Um, But the size, I think, still is a question mark.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see for that game. Um, I'm excited for it, except I think this is the most excitement I've had around a Missouri basketball season in quite some time. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people echo that sentiment. Uh, I'm excited to see what Dennis Gates has done. Uh, I've got a whole meme meme collection on my phone for when Dennis Gates does good things and when he uh, lands recruits. So I've got those all saved up, ready to go. Um, I should have asked uh, CY about the Dennis Gates memes if you've seen those and see what he thoughts about those. But <laughs> I guess we'll just have to have him I'm on sure the podcast would, again. I'm sure he would
3: have had thoughts. You know.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll just have to have him back on. But football season's not quite over yet. had a bye week, so we thought he'd give you some uh, some basketball content during the bye week. Uh, we uh, Missouri is hosting. It's homecoming this week. Big week in Columbia as they host Vanderbilt. Um, should be a win. Should be a win
3: has to be
1: does have it does have to be win if mizzou if mizzou wants an opportunity to to be a five and seven bowl qualifier they have to get (laughs) this game
4: it is important to get the
3: win i'll be there all weekend it's i mean i called it like tell me if you guys disagree i called it on monday morning the most important game eli Drinkwitz is coached here because sadly I, I, i mean the 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 results of the, the, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but the impact of, of a loss to Vanderbilt oh. on Saturday. I mean, how much,
1: i mean, set the program boy. back for sure. Uh, you can't, you can't, uh, no matter how uh, maybe good, how much, how better Vanderbilt has gotten this year, which I mean, maybe they have gotten better. Maybe Vanderbilt has gotten better. I think the Hawaii game kind of made people I mean, they, think, well, they look good. good. We'll miss for a half.
4: We yeah. just lost to Georgia fifty-five to zero. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's Lizard no reason we shouldn't game. win that game. There's no reason right. we shouldn't. But right.
1: the optics of just losing to a Vanderbilt team is not good. Um, I mean, brand versus brand, essentially. You
3: guys know the last time an SEC team lost a game to Vanderbilt it was October of 2019. Was it us? That that coach was <laughs> a few weeks later, no longer employed by the school that he yeah. coached at that yeah. game. It was it was Missouri.
4: It was us. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh no. 0 and oh, and
3: twenty four cents. Oh, wow! I did not know
1: that. That is uh, that is a heavy stat now laying in on this game that I'm going to be thinking about the yeah. whole entire time uh, that this that this game is happening. But Missouri but, but has like to win this side, game. flip
3: side, if to- you're Vanderbilt, if you if you were a Vanderbilt Vanderbilt fan and looked at your schedule at the beginning of the year and said, all right. Where's our chance? This is the game. This is the one you circled as hey, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, Can't I think that's that's for that's been a lot of the a lot of the teams that you know we've in the SEC. They look at Missouri, and Missouri's now become a team where they say, okay, yeah, we can cut, we can pencil in a win there. We'll get that one. We'll yeah. we'll get that one. Missouri's become into that team that they are fighting for. Gabe, as you said before we before we hopped on, fighting for thirteenth place essentially. Um, yeah. it, Which is not a great L- lost the twelfth place baseball.
3: game in Auburn a few weeks ago, but still can win the thirteenth place game. It's <laughs> still almost won the while. first
4: place game the week <laughs> after. <laughs> right.
3: Everybody felt so good about the first forty minutes of this podcast, and now they're like, "These people." Are <laughs> oh, guys.
1: Sorry we had to bring football into it. Um, is really, <laughs> <laughs> really what happened. Uh, but I thought we should mention it a little bit, you know, before we head out of here. But yeah, I. Must win game. I think this is the, yeah, I think you're right, Gabe. I think this is the most must win game of Eli Drinkwood's tenure. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, is it, do you think it's the first true must win game for him in his tenure?
3: Probably. Um, Because I don't think there's such a thing as a must win game in the first two years. And like right. I got, look, he can lose this game and he's not getting fired like Sunday morning. And even, but losing to Vanderbilt at least makes you understand, Hey, there might be a conversation at the end of this year. I still don't think they should do it, but losing this game means there's a conversation that winning this game can avoid.
4: Losing at home to Vanderbilt on homecoming oh. is about the worst that it could possibly be. I mean, so yep. I much. mean in the, I mean, the schedule makers, yeah.
3: The schedule makers did Missouri a favor because back when I grew up, before every game was on TV, the only thing you knew was like, look, homecoming is going to be KU, K-State, or some blood donor in the non-conference. Because homecoming, the idea is you want to win when everybody mm-hmm. comes back. Well, that's kind of gone out the window because TV dictates everything now, so you don't really get to pick who you play on homecoming. Uh, but they did Missouri a favor and gave them the one that that they absolutely should win.
1: Didn't they play North Texas last year?
3: Yes. I think They're that's going. right. They yeah. did. Yes, I was there. I don't but, like, this yeah. is the
4: perfect – I mean, if we can fill up the stadium again and make it kind of like a CY was saying about bringing in the atmosphere, the same atmosphere we brought in for Georgia. I mean, it's a three o'clock game. It's honestly the perfect time. It's the perfect time for a game. True. It's going right. to be, I think, high of 78 degrees. There's no Go to the parade, to drink for four so, hours,
3: and you're ready to go Go to the
4: game. Perfect. Yeah. If you want to drive home, not drink and drive, but if you want to drive home after the game, I mean. It's the perfect time. There's no reason that you shouldn't be in Columbia on Saturday um, cheering on the Tigers it, to
3: beat Vanderbilt because Van- they need the win. Vanderbilt has given up at least 28 points to everybody except Hawaii. If Missouri's offense doesn't look fixed this week, <laughs> there's no fixing it. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. It's yeah. They've been outscored in the SEC 162 to 31. Now, granted, it's, it's Alabama, Old Miss, and Georgia. They're not playing bad teams, but – If you can't get 30 this week, then you have a team incapable of getting 30.
4: Agree. Yeah. And if you
3: can't get 30 in college football these days, you're not winning games.
1: You're not gonna win. Yeah. I'm looking up. uh, We have uh,
3: found (laughs) out. I don't know if you have tickets
1: right now for let's see if I can swing it, swing a trip to to Columbia. What are what what are tickets going
3: for right now on the secondary market? Let's let's guess. Let's get. Uh, I'm looking at Mizzou's um, website I've, already, right I've now. already looked.
4: Well, Mizzou's oh. website has the ticket sale up for it right now. And you can buy tickets okay. in regular seating, not even on the hill, for $30 a piece, a little bit more okay. with with um, whatever. On the secondary market, the lower level
3: of the
4: sections. No. On no. resale, no.
3: 50. Okay.
4: On resale, they were going for anywhere from. Oh, Lord. Um, 55 in the higher section to like in the lower section was 90s 80s 90s so i'm on
1: c geek right now it's
3: gonna
1: come down i know i'm on c geek <laughs> right now not sponsored uh, or anything but uh 62 is the cheapest ticket you can find on c geek okay. so um, you, you can go through mizzou yeah. and i will i'm gonna buy it I like to sit on the hill because I like the. I don't know why. I
3: don't. I just like to. Because if you get bored, you like to roll down the hill with like the eight year olds <laughs> in the third quarter. I go
1: get a. I go find a cardboard box sitting outside of one of the concession stands, and I just slide down slide it. Slide down. Um, <laughs> no, I. I like to sit out there just because you know the vibes. Just like to soak it all in. Um, I really want to sit at the new end zone club, but they don't have any seats for that. Um, the the south end zone or something. But yeah, it looks yeah. like. Eighty dollars through them on there, but the hill's fifteen. And I think that that's I think that's an easy buy. I still have eight hundred tickets left for the hill, um, so maybe I'll make my way out there. I'm um, thinking about it. Uh, I need everyone to peer pressure me on Twitter to go out there. Missouri's
3: record with you guys in the house is excellent this year. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: I was like, I haven't been to a Mizzou game yet. And I was like, <laughs> I, I tried to completely block that game out. I was so. trying to think of
3: mine. I was like, oh, you, you guys deserve no blame for that, though. Missouri's record without you guys in the house, also not all that excellent this year. Great point. Not your um, point. Yeah. I'm 500,
4: true. which is better than what Mizzou is. So. There you go. <laughs> in all fairness.
1: So I was looking at the schedule, trying to figure out, because some of my buddies were like, let's try to figure out a game to go to, a Mizzou game. And it's just like, okay, they got Kentucky. that. I- that game might not be a win and then they got uh it, then it's like Arkansas it's also about to get
3: cold
2: right this
1: might be the last good weather game to go to
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah and it's gold rush just by the way <sighs> if you're listening okay. where your gold
1: <laughs> well you guys have peer pressured me already but uh to going I'm gonna have to clear it with my girlfriend to so make sure it's, it's literally prepared. the
4: best time of day you can wake up in the morning drive there and then you can drive home you don't even have to True. stay.
1: I woke up and drove to Manhattan at six in the morning. That was awful. Um, I have to. Com- I'll have to think of game day traffic. I didn't do that the one time that I when I went to Manhattan this year. Well, they got a timer on me. Do you know they put a timer on you once you go to yes. pick your seats? Holy cow! Ex- excellent
3: man. decision to do that right in the middle of the podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> All right. yeah, scared me. Um, all right, we should probably end this podcast before <laughs> Wait, I make any. We have any to wrap up decisions. so Tucker
3: can buy his tickets. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Thank you, Mizzou Athletics. Uh, th- this is a plug for them. Go buy your tickets. Go 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 out to uh, to Faroe on Saturday. Support the boys for homecoming. Watch them bring home a Vanderbilt win. I know, again, a big thank you to to, to Coach CY for coming on and, and chopping it up with us, talking some Mizzou hoops, got me really excited for the basketball season, uh, got me, even during football season, like this is rare that I get excited for basketball during football season, and it's not, solely because of the football team that i'm excited for basketball season uh so thank you again thank you to gabe and maggie thank you for uh doing the podcast with me uh every single week you putting up with uh this podcast i appreciate it
3: um so <laughs> next with week you we'll
4: is be- isn't as bad as putting up with football right now so you're doing i'll take that doing, yeah you're doing
3: well I, bj told me i there's another chat coming so yeah that's
1: <laughs> i that's all you need next week we'll be back to uh hopefully recap a missouri win and look ahead for football maybe talk basketball depending on how that game goes we'll see uh but uh, until next week we'll talk to you later
5: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium